You're listening to The Bunker New York, live on Red Bull Radio. Hello, you're listening to The Bunker New York on Red Bull Radio. I'm your host, Brian Kasnick, and I'm here in downtown Detroit, Michigan, where we're going to do a special series of pop-up shows all week, every night from 7 to 8 p.m. EST. And we're going to be followed every night by interdimensional transmissions. I work with a lot here in Detroit, so that's very exciting. Today we have special guest Danny Lehman, who was here last year when I did some shows from Michigan over the summer. And uh, yeah, she did such a great job last year that we just had to have her back on, catch up, see what she's up to. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you uh, so much for joining us here today. Um, I just kind of wanted to get, we, we covered a lot last year, but just, mm-hmm. so I guess maybe we should just focus on what you've been up to in the last year. Um, I know you've been, you've got a new place here and you've been working on building up your studio. So maybe you want to talk about that a little bit and yeah. how that's going. Sure. Um, yeah, the move downtown was uh, pretty recent. That was like about three months ago. Um, I got a two bedroom and I turned the second bedroom into my own like personal studio, which I finally have. Um, I got a Moog Mother 32, um, I got a TR-8, um, and a whole bunch of other stuff, of course, on air, I'm like playing games, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's been really cool, like, to be able to, like, you know, wire the stuff yourself, build out, like, exactly what you wanted, um, like, soundproof the room, everything sounds amazing, um, I upgraded my speakers to Yamaha 8s, which, like, are super crystal clear, which is, like, really, really nice. Um, and right now, my friend is, uh, he's actually in the studio right now, uh, we're um, storing his turntables and CDJs at my place too, so we've been having like jam sessions, which is like phenomenal, so. Right, and would you say this is something that maybe you wouldn't have been able to pull off in New York when oh, you lived God, there? No. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely this not. This is like everything that I've wanted for like years. Okay, and this is, that's part of the reason why you wanted to move here, yeah? Yeah, 100%. I wanted to, like, be able to, first of all, like, be able to afford my own space, like, with my own studio within, um, that I didn't have to rent out another space, um, and be able to just, like, come home from work and just jam and, like, learn things. Um, I've been able to do, like, a bunch of lessons, so I've been learning, like, multi-band compression, um, I've been learning how to engineer kicks, Um, definitely like all different types of effects and how to get like specific sounds out of like different noises and samples and some stuff from like white noise the the Moog has been pretty like amazing to work with so it's overall been you feel much more productive yeah you have I mean what was your what was your setup before where you lived before you had a studio but just not yeah it was small it was just the last time I was on here I had just started building it and um like the TR8 was the first thing I purchased I got a Korg Volca bass um and now I have a Gemox uh, M bass the original one um so I've been like using that to like engineer some kicks as well yeah um, that's like the kick machine <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So it's been pretty fun. I just um like I just got it set up in my new place, so uh, I haven't been able to spend as much time as I have as I've been wanting to, but I'm like getting there, you know what I mean? So Yeah. Well, the setup takes a lot of time, but now that yeah. you've got it set up, you can just sit yeah. down and start working. I mean, which is magic. June, that's all that I'm going to do is just um really focus on that. So So, do you have uh 
plans for releases already, or are you just... Um, I was actually talking with Crybaby in New York. Uh, I'm a part of Femel now, too. Um, and uh, I think we're going to do my first vinyl release on Femel. So oh, I'm very like, cool. pretty excited about that. <laughs> um, see what else. I know I heard... Uh, like huge reverberations from this recent gig you played in Minneapolis <laughs> with some friends of mine involved in throwing it and also performing. Um, and this seems like this was a super special one. So just wondering like in depth, what was, what was that all about? What oh was that God. like? How it did was... this happen? <laughs> <laughs> it was incredible. I mean, the last year I've uh, played a couple gigs in Minneapolis. Um, especially over the last two years, but mainly the last year, I've been just invited back so many times. Um, and uh, Steven Centrific and Dustin Zahn um, had their Intellifunk 20-year anniversary, and they went all out on uh, the sound system. And um, Carl Meyer played, Ambivalent played, uh, Hyperactive played, Dustin played, Steven played, Dustmite played, I played. Um, and it was so cool because it had like that real old school vibe, you know? Yeah. And um, it like really, like I kept saying like over and over again, it like it felt like falling in love with techno all over again, like the first time. Like remember that first time where you like right. got it? It was like that, like start to finish. Like from the moment like you walked up to the warehouse to like walking into the room and just being greeted by this like ginormous wall of speakers, which, you know, Minneapolis really takes a lot of pride in. <laughs> they do. They seem to do that a lot. I, yeah. know, I know Devious One does mm -hmm. this a lot there as well. But yeah. they, those guys really love their oh wa wall of sound. <laughs> I remember the night before getting the picture from the warehouse while they were like setting everything up and I like fell out of my chair. <laughs> I was like, we get to play on that. <laughs> So it was pretty cool. Um, what was the decor like? It was very minimal. It was like old, old school warehouse. Um, the warehouse had a lot of windows, so they had like these huge black tarps that were blacking out all of the windows, which they ended up ripping down as the sun was coming up. So it like it really even had even more of like that old school like great grungy feel to it which was amazing yeah i love that feeling of the sun uh coming in in the morning we oh did, yeah we did a party at nowadays with marco shuttle on saturday and it's the kind of tops of all the walls in that venue are windows so you see it the, the party only goes till 6 a.m so it's not full-blown sun but you just see you know it's blackness all night and then you just see as the sun's coming up like the slow light and coming in with the fog and everything it's very cool yeah um I saw a recent post, somewhat recent post, that you made on Facebook about hearing loss and the importance of earplugs, and um, that's something that I feel really strongly about. It sounds like you have some personal experience you had in last year. I just wanted to yeah. see what that's about, see <laughs> what you learned from it, what you're doing, how this happened. Scariest moment of my life. Um, so uh, I was at a party where they had a void sound system and um, I didn't have custom earplugs at the time. I had just, you know, shoved some paper in my ears and called it a day, which was really reckless of myself. Um, but it was better than nothing, I guess, but like two days later, I started having like this intense pain in my left ear, um, so much so that it caused like pretty bad vertigo and I couldn't like stand up. And um, so I rushed over to the ENT and the ENT did um, just a light hearing test, um, like, you know, with the tuning fork and he put it, I remember he put it on my forehead right in the middle and he's like, 
which side is louder? Can you hear it on this side? Can you hear it on that side? And I couldn't hear anything out of my left. And he was like, we got to get you to over to the audiologist right now. Um, he's like, what I think is happening is a swollen nerve in your left ear. And, um, you know, your, your nerves in your ear go through the bone of your skull. So if they're swollen, it's basically cutting off the circulation. And he was really worried that, um, it, like, you know, think about like strangling something. Like if it's like holding off, it's going to die. And when you have hearing loss, it's permanent. You know what I mean? Yeah. And when it's gone, it is gone. And um, I went over to the audiologist and uh, I was 40% deaf in my left ear. And um, he immediately started a steroid treatment, which I was on for two months, um, which was really hard because I had gigs lined up. Minneapolis, like with Headless Horseman was one of them that was coming up about a month uh, out from where I was when I started the treatment. Um, and another gig in LA, which was two weeks out, um, which was really, really hard. Um, and so anyway, we got it down to 25% deaf in my left ear. Um, but now I have, a uh, for gigs that I know that I'm playing on a big sound system, I have the custom ear molds, which I wear underneath my headphones every time. Um, I honestly, I wish that on no one. I wish that fear on no one. I wish that pain on no one. Um, it was really, really scary. Uh, my gig in LA, I kind of like panicked, you know, halfway through my set because um, it was just a really hard reality to realize I can't fucking hear. Here, I can't hear. Sorry. You, um, can, you can say fucking. Oh, okay. We're just on the internet. <laughs> okay, cool. I couldn't fucking hear. <laughs> and it was really scary. And um, one of my best girlfriends uh, in LA, she sat me down and she's like, look, like, this is something that you're going to have to wrap your head around and you're going to have to move forward with it. She's like, this is your life. This is what you love. This is what you've been working your whole life towards. She's like, you're just going to have to accept it and move forward. And, you know, getting my head wrapped around that was really challenging. Um, but now I've definitely like found the balance. I've found my way of being able to do that. Um, but yeah, by the time uh, the Headless Horseman gig in Minneapolis happened, Steven Centrific did the sound for that too. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, for sound check, I had, the, I had them in because it was just, yeah. But uh, it was, it, it's good. I'm good now. I've like wrapped my head around it. I know how to manage it and stuff like that. Yeah. So. I mean, for me, this is like a really important issue. And I know a lot of artists who like their descriptions are very similar to what you just said, especially like the scariest thing you've ever, I mean, for anybody you're hearing so important, but when your life is music as yours is and mine mm -hmm. is, I mean, if you can't hear properly, like what, I don't know, I guess you've got to go into visual art or something. Yeah. <laughs> you've got to totally change gears. So I don't, I don't go around amplified music. I mean, I, I sometimes even am wearing my earplugs in the radio studio, but certainly anytime I'm at a party or a concert and like you, I've started wearing them. I have the molded ones, the custom fitted ones, which I recommend to everybody. There's yes. a, there's a ton of companies out here, out there that do this now. It's, they're very easy to get. Um, they may seem kind of expensive, but I think for somewhere between a hundred and 200 bucks, you get, yeah. you get their, they're perfectly fitted to your ears. And I just think they're much better because they feel better and everything sounds better when yeah. you get their, the, the You can custom. have a conversation in the middle of the dance floor right next to the speakers and like still hear people. Yeah. You know what I mean? I actually, I actually wear mine as much for people yelling into my ears <laughs> at parties as for the music for yeah. real. And it makes a huge difference. I found I have better conversations with people now because yeah. always before I'd always be kind of pushing people away or like I can read your lips, don't scream in my ear, but people just do that in yeah. nightclubs. <laughs> they really um, do. And you're actually one of the few people I know, aside from myself, I know 
Kevin LA4A, who you played with in Minneapolis, is another one who actually wears them while they play, which might seem counterintuitive, but I've been recommending that to yeah. all my artists as well. And you can, with the custom fitted ones, you can get uh, different filters to cut yeah. out different levels of decibels. And I have ones that are pretty mild for a while I'm DJing, but I found it makes a world of difference because you're often playing on such a huge sound system that in order to overwhelm the sound system with the monitors, you're listening to volume on the monitors in your headphones. It is just absolutely yeah. ridiculous that nobody yeah. should ever be. Well, that's what it was. Like I, I use um, this ear with my headphones and right. my right ear is off the speaker. So it was direct. And, you know, I always thought that it was safer to have your like headphones on and, and everything. And sure enough, boom. Yeah. Yeah. They're really really loud when you're yeah. teaching, <laughs> turns out. Um, uh, I want to give you some time to mix here, but quickly, before we get into the mix, let's talk about any upcoming, we already talked about your debut release, which is awesome, and any upcoming gigs, especially uh, what you're up to this weekend for the movement after parties and such. Sure. Well, I'm only playing one this year, um, and it's uh, the interface party, so I'm pretty excited about it. I well, mean... that's like... <laughs> I mean, no, like I'm... The, for what you do, that's like the biggest techno party of the weekend, pretty I'm much. super, super excited. I mean, it's definitely like bucket list, and I'm so honored to be a part of it. I'm like absolutely floored. Um, and when I was asked uh, to, to play, um, I called Andrew from Dirty Epic, because Dirty Epic always does the party on Monday nights. Yeah. And I was like, look, like I got this, and he was like, go for it, do it. You should definitely do it, you yeah. know? So like Dirty Epic was like incredibly supportive of it, so... Yeah, I absolutely know that feeling. We often have other promoters and clubs who want to book bunker DJs in New York and it's just it's not something you can't take those <laughs> opportunities away from your artist yeah um, so that's really great and that's on Sunday at the works yep mm -hmm. is it sold out uh, almost like literally like I think Mo just posted that there's only like a handful left so get on it it's tickets only nothing at the door oh wow okay <laughs> So, uh, yeah, we've got about 45 minutes left here. Uh, why don't you play us some music? All right. All right. You're listening to The Bunker New York here on Red Bull Radio in Detroit, and we'll be here until the top of the hour when Interdimensional Transmissions takes over with D. Wynn. And we're going to get into the mix now with Danny Lehman.
This is Red Bull Radio, live from Detroit.
you're listening to the Bunker New York on Red Bull Radio. We've been in the mix with Danny Lehman. Really awesome set. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> um, catch her on Sunday at the Works at Interface here in Detroit. And again, we're going to be here all week doing radio shows from 7 to 8 p.m. EST. And we're followed every day by Interdimensional Transmissions, who will be taking over in about five minutes here with D-Win. Very special show. So stay tuned for that. And we'll be here tomorrow with Lauren. So keep it locked. This is The Bunker New York on Red Bull Radio.